episode 165 of the Biz Talk with Bill Roy podcast. The Wichita Business Journal created this podcast because we want to provide you with some insight into the people, places, companies, organizations, and issues that are important to Wichita's business community. There's been a lot of discussion recently about the impact of the pandemic, reopening schools, keeping businesses open. Wichita's larger economic issues connected to the aerospace industry sometimes seem pushed to the side. That's why we've asked Wichita Business Journal aerospace reporter Daniel McCoy to join me today. We'll talk about the issues with the 737 MAX, the impact of the pandemic, and how some companies are changing. First, the big story in the weekly edition of the Wichita Business Journal. Another celebration this week, this time We recognize unsung heroes in the 2020 Administrative Excellence Awards. We profile 30 administrators from the Wichita area in the weekly edition. They'll be recognized in a virtual event next week. Our coverage begins on page 15. Also this week, a special report on excellence in healthcare. That coverage begins on page 37. This week's list, the area's largest residential real estate agencies. There are some changes on this year's list. You can see it on page six. Each week we provide business intelligence on new real estate deals, bankruptcies, building permits, new corporations, who owes back taxes, court judgments. Our leads section this week begins on page 50. Equity Bank has been our sponsor from the start, episode one. Equity Bank means business. That's why they've created business solutions to help you solve your business challenges. Visit them today at equitybank.com. Okay, Daniel, thanks for joining me. I appreciate you taking a break from doing some you, reporting today. You bet. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. So July of 2020 looks vastly different from July of 2019. Uh, a year ago, we had more jobs than people to fill them. While there were issues with the 737 MAX aircraft, area companies and their suppliers were sort of holding their own. Then December came, and uh, I will let you pick it up from there with the changes brought by the 737 MAX, big changes at Boeing. Yeah, so by the end of last year, um, after the 737 MAX had been grounded since March of 2019, after two crashes, Boeing continued to build the 737 MAX after that in hopes that the recertification process would be relatively quick and uh, they would have the plane back in the air and be delivering to customers again. They didn't want to uh, shut the supply chain down and then try and ramp it back up. That that can be a difficult process. So that kept the local uh, commercial aerospace economy humming right along through the course of 2019, uh, even, you know, for the nine months after the plane was grounded. So as you said, we get to December, Boeing realizes that this process is going to be much longer than they uh, had hoped, and they're building up a huge inventory of completed aircraft. So they decide that they have to uh, pump the brakes on the whole system and stop production um, with, uh, you know, one of the biggest supplier impacts uh, of all coming right here in Wichita at Spirit Air Systems. So Spirit builds about 70% of the MAX, and um, uh, shortly after that announcement, they laid off uh, 2,800 people uh, from a workforce of, uh, at that time, around 10,500. And they had been just uh, pedal to the metal in the last 18 months trying to ramp up and find these people and and prepare for, at that time, they were expecting to come into 2020 with a rate increase 
Um, we had been building at the rate of 52 aircraft a month last year and Spirit and then all of its local suppliers as well who, you know, invested and hired people and, and prepared. They were all getting ready for 57 a month. So 20, we, 2020 was going to be a big year. It was going to be huge. It was going to be another record year for production and those investments were going to start showing some fruition in terms of revenue because have more sales, more parts going out the door, that sort of thing. So instead of we went from that to a complete halt on the highest volume program in commercial aviation at the time um, for Wichita. And and obviously um, uh, we, uh, you know, have not been able to recover since. And and as you alluded, you know, it, it's just changed the picture dramatically uh, just in the last 12 months or even less than that. So if Boeing ran a heavyweight fight with Mike Tyson, <laughs> the right cross would have been the 737 Max. Here comes and then the we have the though. pandemic, <laughs> that big, powerful, left-handed uppercut yep. of the pandemic. Man, what yeah. a big change after that. Yeah. Uh, as uh, one local supplier told me, it was basically just throwing gasoline on the fire because everybody was... Uh, already struggling to keep up with with the changes to the 737 Max and and worried about what was going to happen with that after so high of expectations for 2020, and then you know the pandemic comes along and it just completely guts uh, air travel, and so as a result of that, you have airlines that are you know they're fighting just to stay solvent. Um, their you know their plans for future aircraft orders are you know, going out the window left and right daily. So as a result, you know, Boeing and Airbus, uh, you know, Spirit's two largest customers, though Boeing's the largest by far, uh, 80% or so Spirit's business. But, you know, they've already, they've already cut production rates um, across the board. They're anticipating several years of, of lower production. We're looking at possibly the middle of the decade now before production rates are back to what they were last year uh, as a result of the pandemic. And so you add that to what was already, uh, there couldn't have been a worse plane uh, to have already been halted for Wichita than the 737 MAX. And so then you add in a global pandemic and that, you know, crimps all the other planes too that we have uh, important work on. And, and like you said, it's just been a, a one-two punch that's, uh, you know, had a outsized effect on Wichita, which changes in aerospace always do. And, and this one's been, uh, certainly that and more probably in some regards. Huge impact all the way around for aerospace and aviation in Wichita. We'll talk about the other companies in town in a minute, but, uh, a little bit more on spirit, and uh, its suppliers. We even now have a lawsuit, right? Uh, can you bring us up to date on that lawsuit with Tech Aerospace? Yeah, I'm working on a story on that that'll be on our website. Uh, you can check that out. Um, they are, uh, Tech has been, uh, according to Spirit, allegedly um, asking for um, extra payment basically on parts. This is related to the 787 Dreamliner Boeing builds the complete forward fuse or spirit i'm sorry builds the complete forward fuselage for that plane for boeing and they're alleging that the supplier was holding on to parts asking for higher payment to in uh in return pay down some of the debt that it has towards its own vendors 
Um, so uh, Spirit basically filed a lawsuit over that and had uh, requested an emergency uh, injunction by the court, which they were granted earlier this month um, to have those parts that were already built delivered at the contract prices. And uh, there are some other conditions in there, though, that Spirit uh, put some money kind of in a, uh, almost like an escrow to help with raw material procurement for tech. Um, so some aspects there. Both parties are scheduled to be, we're recording this on Thursday, but um, both parties uh, were supposed to be back in court on this matter on Friday. So um, don't know exactly how it might be related to, you know, the pandemic, but it's safe to say that, you know, we've seen financial difficulties at suppliers. Obviously, this is, if, if there were any troubles before, this is, you know, just stretched those uh, to the max. Um, and, you know, some worrying reports. Um, Aviation Week had a report recently a lot of uh, with a lot of uh, industry experts in there. They're looking anywhere 20 to 30 percent of suppliers going out of business uh, as a result of this. And that's going to be mostly lower tier suppliers that don't have uh, the diversity in their portfolio to to survive something like this. So you can imagine if you're a shop that, especially as we were talking about the max, if you were a shop that built so much up on the max, now not only do you not have what you expected to be record high production now, you're looking at production that could be dramatically lower than that for years to come. Um, you know, that that could be more than you can overcome. So hopefully we don't see as much of that in Wichita. Um, I'm sure we'll see some. I do know that, you know, suppliers were uh, very intentional after 2008, after the financial crash, to diversify their portfolios for exactly that reason. Because there were, you know, if you were tied to almost, you know, if you were heavily tied to business jets in, in that time, a lot of those shops went out of business. So um, hopefully some of those hard lessons learned uh, pay off and, and we see some of that work to add defense and stuff like that, save more jobs here. But it's um, just, you know, to your to your point about, uh, you know, the impact here, it's it's all the way through the supply chain and and it will it will be felt and there'll be disputes and there's going to be money owed and and it's you know, it'll be it'll be messy for a while, I'm sure. Spirit for the last couple of years has really tried to expand its defense area. Has that yeah. helped them here? Uh, it it has helped them already, of course. Um, it, the defense programs are, uh, you know, it's not double-edged sword is not the right term, but the the two sides of it are that one, it's great to have because it's very stable. Um, the the money comes through and and you know the they keep collecting our tax dollars, so right. they keep paying for those. Uh, Uncle Sam keeps paying for those defense contracts, but the contracts take longer to win. And the program is, you know, they're never as high a volume, you know, certainly as uh, commercial aerospace, at least the max was. Um, but, uh, yes, Spirit has dramatically um, grown its defense portfolio in, in recent years. And that's been a big, uh, you know, a big off, offsetting factor for them right now. It's saved a lot of jobs. They've, they've moved people over to defense and um, they very intentionally want to grow defense more. Um, CEO Tom Gentilly said the as part of their first quarter results that they want to grow defense now to be about 40% of their entire portfolio, which is a, is a much larger number than they were talking about in the past when it was 10 to 15. Now, of course, you know, it's 40% of what pie, 
because right. you know their the revenue is going to be smaller because of a, a lack of some of this commercial work. But still, they're definitely you know placing a bigger bet on on defense in the future. And and I think anybody that follows the industry would say that that's a smart move. Some of the folks were also shifted over to PPE production, right? Yeah, they uh, they're continuing to produce ventilators uh, in in uh, partnership with the company here in Wichita. Well, company's not based in Wichita via air, but they are uh, building them here in Wichita uh, over old Honeywell uh, facility out by Eisenhower Airport. So yeah, they've switched uh, uh, several hundred uh, workers uh, to that program to help build. Uh, ventilators and uh, been very successful so far in, in churning them out at a high rate from what I understand. How much has Textron been impacted? Obviously, we've heard of layoffs and furloughs, things like that. They're a little bit different beast from Spirit, but still uh, they're doing general aviation production yeah. work over there. Yeah, so um, it, the, the long-term effects are still kind of still kind of anyone's guess there's there's the thought that you know as a result of commercial aviation you know maybe not appearing as safe when you talk about viruses and close contact with people like that that it could drive some business to the the uh, private aviation world to business jets certainly that's a very finite number of customers that can afford that um, but, you know, you look at things like jet cards, charters, things like that. Um, there's been increased demand for that already. Um, for us, though, the, the issue there is that any of that demand that actually becomes new jets, which is what, you know, support the production workforce here, that takes time, obviously, to work itself into the pipeline. And again, it's a small number of people that would actually be able to afford to do that. So what we've seen so far most recently, um, the company locally announced 800 layoffs, um, unfortunately. Um, that's a, a big chunk. Their parent company, Textron Inc., has previously announced about 2,000 layoffs corporation-wide. Um, uh, already uh, more than half of those now have already come from Textron Aviation. So um, hopefully, you know, just like Spirit, they worked incredibly hard uh in the last two years to to win and train a workforce because they were looking at um solid production in the future as well so now they're cutting back to to align with what they see as demand um going forward there's still like i said some hope that that uh uh general aviation won't be hit as bad this time as it was by the financial uh collapse uh in 08 or that if it is that it it can recover faster this time, just given the nature of the markets around it. But one interesting and unfortunate dynamic for us is that in 2008, commercial aviation held pretty pretty solid and kept on going. So now we have a situation where we're seeing a, a downturn just in all segments outside of defense, which is where everybody wants to be and probably where everybody should be if you're listening to this get some defense contracts, <laughs> uh, <clears throat> which is not easy, obviously, but that's right. that's where everyone is moving. So we have the unfortunate dynamic that that now both sides of the industry, the main ones for us, are, are you know, seeing some troubles now. So, And yep. then Bombardier. Uh, now this, this company is restructuring. They want to focus on, uh, on business aircraft, which may be good for Wichita, but still it's a restructuring of this whole corporation. Yeah, so already 
uh, in the works before really the pandemic uh, took hold was uh, uh, Bombardier's efforts to basically, as you said, become a, a business jet focused company. So they've looked at um, uh, selling their, their train division. There's a deal with a, a French company that's in the works for that. Um, more pertinently to Wichita, uh, is they have a deal uh, in the works to sell their aerostructures division to Spirit. Um, a big chunk of that would be wing production on the, the Airbus A220 over in Northern Ireland. Um, as far as we know, that deal is still expected to close this year. Um, uh, Bombardier recently lined up a, a new billion-dollar line of credit. Um, don't know if that's related to you know, liquidity for both of these deals to sell the train division and the aerostructures. But um, Spirit has said as recently as May that it still intends to close the deal. Um, so that will cut out of the portfolio everything for Bombardier except business jets. Now, they too have uh, announced pretty sweeping layoffs as a result of uh, COVID-19 and the impact on demand, 2,500. Um, but the vast majority of those have been in Canada. Uh, Wichita, for the most part, has been kind of shielded from those so far. Um, one interesting thing uh, about Bombardier is there's some thought that after years of kind of being an afterthought uh, and really low production, that the Learjet um, might might be in line for something of a renaissance. Um, the thinking being that recently they they're rolling out this Learjet uh 75 liberty um basically trying to lower the price point was kind of the main selling item there lower the price point at, on an entry level jet so if you do have people that are now you know looking at getting into business jet ownership for the first time they're going to be looking at that entry level and uh bombardier already kind of had this wichita product positioned for that market so if that market does grow it could actually uh, be uh, opportunity for some growth for the Learjet line, which they've been building about 12 a year for several years now. So that would be good to see. And and there's honestly there's some thinking within the company itself that that I know of that 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 could happen. So um, hopefully Wichita, uh, at least in terms of Bombardier, uh, does remain somewhat shielded from what they have to do globally. Let's look big picture again. Uh, which happens first? The recertification of the 737 MAX or a vaccine for COVID-19? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, there's the the billion, two billion dollar question. Right. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, both are, you know, supposedly on track for the end of the year. Now, it, you know, to be fair to the medical experts out there, we've been talking about <laughs> 737 max recertification for you know over a year now there was right. talk there were there was talk after the initial grounding that it could be back in the air by that summer which was right. a year ago so what we know on that front now though is that the faa um, they've completed certification flights with the faa so that's a big milestone faa has now opened up a 45-day public comment period on what it's on its uh, recommended changes. So you have that, you have some other documentation and some finalization of uh, new pilot training and some of the other requirements. So Boeing had been hoping for hoping for an ungrounding uh, around September. Most people see that slipping later into 2020, maybe December, maybe even into January of 2021. Um, uh, you know, certainly though with the FAA 
flights completed and that public comment period open it's it's closer now than it's you know than it's been ever since you know we started tracking this since the situation unfortunately happened um so it could be neck and neck between between max certification and and a, a covid vaccine you want to talk about a shot for wichita if we got uh no pun intended a shot for wichita if we got both the same day absolutely you to alleviate two of the biggest overhangs of our biggest industry. So it'll uh, happen eventually, <laughs> but uh, we'll have to just look for wait that cover story in the Wichita Business Journal. Right? Exactly. And you can see all <laughs> of Daniel's stories on the Wichita Business Journal at wichitabusinessjournal.com. He's the best in Wichita when it comes to aerospace. That's for sure. No doubt Thank about you. it. Daniel, thanks for being with me today. I appreciate it. You bet. My pleasure. We want to tell your story. Uh, if you want to share it with us, please contact us. You can reach me at broy at bizjournals.com. That's it for Biz Talk with Bill Roy this week, episode 165. We hope you're doing well. We hope you're being creative, innovative, and entrepreneurial as you fight to survive and eventually prosper through all this. Check out all our podcast episodes at our Biz Talk with Bill Roy hub. It's at wichitabusinessjournal.com. Thank you for listening and subscribing. Biz Talk with Bill Roy is a production of the Wichita Business Journal. Thanks to producer Brittany Showalter. Thanks very much to our sponsor, Equity Bank. Creating the business concept turned out to be the easy part. The challenges that follow is where Equity Bank comes in. Equity Bank was built by entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs. Let them help your business evolve and solve your challenges. Tomorrow is here. Visit them today at equitybank.com backslash evolve. Be well and be safe. Have a profitable week.